Welcome into the Pensacola Sports Podcast. I'm DC Reeves, joined by UWF Professor Extraordinaire Kevin Craggers. Hello, DC. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We won't. We were a little delayed on the podcast uh, this week, so we won't spend too much time on uh, last week's games. But it was a crazy week, of course. I was one and four, so I went into hiding. Uh, after right, that. one and four overall. But you don't so. want to talk about the Gators? Come yeah. on. Yeah, the, they're three. I went three and two, mm-hmm. so I think I'm ten and ten. I'm not. DC costing you too much. DC's uh, just costing you the juice. I'm, right. I'm taking a little extra out of your hide. I'm only costing you the juice, entertainment purposes only. Only ter- entertainment purposes only. Um, so we'll make five more picks, of course, three college, two NFL a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, man, tell us about tell us about that Florida game we all saw coming. Unbelievable. Like, I could have – I yeah, deep down, did I think there was a chance they could win? Sure, but I didn't think they would look like that. It reminded me a little bit of, like, the Ohio State um, uh, national title game, like, ten years ago because, like – People, sure, we could think great defense and you think we could win, but that, and I'm not kidding. Like, I, I, most of the superstitious stuff that I talk, you know, I know it's dumb, like knocking on the stupid table and stuff, yeah, but it, uh, is. it is. But, but like, the orange uniforms really have been gross for like five or six years of this crap. And so, like, like why are we doing and, and And it was awesome. It was fantastic. I did, you know, who knows? Um, it could have just been a really flat performance from them, too. I don't think if we played them a hundred times, that would ever happen to that degree ever again. But, um, boy, it's fun. It's been such a fun year. Like, that's yeah, all. It's that, already house money. That's oh, yeah. The fun part. Yeah, it's just yeah. nice to be normal, to do things like, you know, you know call good games and, uh, you know, avoid 11 teen penalties. Let's hope it doesn't happen this week. And uh, what it's been awesome. The, the whole point is just to have fun. It's been really fun. So. Yeah, I mean, I tend to think that. If what we take away from that game, I tend to think is that Ole Miss, all of a sudden it went from man they beat Alabama, they might be one of the best teams in the country to okay they were plus five in turnovers against Alabama and minus and, four and, yeah, yeah. And, right and minus four and uh, maybe they're just not as good because the big difference is you know Alabama moved the ball up and down the field they fumbled two kickoffs all all those sort of sorts of things they didn't play well and that's no excuse I mean your defense needs mm-hmm. to create turnovers as well and they didn't so. Uh, it, that's not to say Ole Miss didn't deserve to be Alabama. Certainly they did. But I, what I glean from this more than, oh, I think, is Florida legit? Well, I still got a lot of questions. Will Greer played his tail off. I'm going to need to see him do that in more than one game. Oh, sure. You know, uh, before I say, oh, man, this, this offense has changed because he was terrible in, in the first three quarters of uh, the game previous so uh, against Tennessee. So uh, I think Florida still has some answers and that, uh, has to answer some questions. This In year. terms of being really one of these five and zero like ridiculous breakthrough teams, but nonetheless, as I said, they're play, basically playing with house money now. They're better than everybody expected, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's what I'm saying. I, I, when I say they have something to prove, I mean now we're in a different conversation. Not oh, something yeah. to prove like is Jim McElwain a good coach? Are they going to be okay? Like, can they be really good? You know, right. now they're in that conversation. Yeah, and you got to kind of try to like keep your you know try to be. I mean, we're excited. This is awesome. I mean, and and they they seem to scheme around their deficiencies well. Knock on wood again, playing the Mizzou defense, but uh, um, yeah, and and he's only like in his third or fourth start ever. He's a freshman. Like he doesn't have to be good. Or great for me to be excited about him. He just needs to be like solid and kind of smart and show some some skills. And then it's like, oh, all right, cool. We could really use this guy for a couple of years now. That'd be sweet. Like that's all it really. He's so young that like you don't have to be great for me to be excited about him. I mentioned that like I really wanted the Gators to win one of those next three games, and they got it. The Ole Miss game. And I, the more I think about it, it's like what that really does is it kind of takes the pressure off like this week. This week because. Mm-hmm. 
you know, chances it's a natural letdown spot at Missouri. Yeah, Missouri not playing well, and chances know. are in the race for the East, like we're probably going to have to beat Georgia anyway, right? Because I don't think we're going to win next week at LSU, and if we take a loss to LSU and lose to Georgia, I don't know who else Georgia's going to lose to on their schedule, especially if they survive. You know, they'd have the tiebreaker on us and stuff. So it's like, I don't really... The only thing I didn't want to do was lose, like, three in a row. And then if we beat Georgia, they would be, like, ahead of us even though we beat them. So the cool... So really, the pressure this week for Florida is really... The only thing I can think of that this game really matters for is, you know, can... if If we win this game, we might be able to steal the East... Uh, even with a UGA loss, if they somehow, you know, take it on the chin again somewhere else. But I doubt it. The only other thing it could maybe do is get us in the playoff, you know. I don't think I, I don't think we're but I don't think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna beat UGA, FSU, that you know, L S U I don't think for hey, they're now favored officially against Florida State. Uh, oh, one and a half or two I didn't know that. Yep. I did not I did not uh, know deservingly that. so. Uh, Florida State, you know, they play Wake Forest. Dalvin Cook gets hurt early in the game. I mean it was one of those games where you never thought they were ever going to be losing it, but mm-hmm. it was sort of uninspired, and and uh, you know they go up twenty four ten or whatever it was, ended up being twenty four six. I mean, literally, Wake Forest had a chance, like going down the field to, to tie the game. I mean, it was is and, Cook is Cook playing my, against Miami? As a, he practiced on Thursday, so okay. that's the last update we've gotten. Um, you know, so I would think he would. He's from Miami. He's going to be playing in Miami. Five star recruit. Uh, I would think if there's any chance to go, that he does because uh, even though they've got good young players down there, they, there's not a whole lot of depth right now. Uh, you know, they'd have to play Patrick, the true freshman, and they got Lawrence Vickers, who's a local Tallahassee guy. You know, but he's not highly recruited by any means. So I don't know. I, I feel like I, I think they're going to be fine. When you talk about FSU Miami, I, I think it's a situation where until I see Jimbo struggle with them, mm. it's just hard to pick against them. I mean, it's. It's the same Al Golden and the same Jimbo Fisher, and not only is even in games like this where they aren't the overwhelming favorite, uh, it seems like other than last year they dumb truck them. I mean, how they, many they, times they, in a row has FSU beat them? Six. Ooh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so Jimbo's never lost to them. Hmm. They don't really get to have a home field advantage down there. Yeah, the Brad Kaya quarterback, it's, the quarterback for Miami, is pretty good. Uh, but this is probably the best defense that Miami's seen. They have not seen very many good defenses all year. Uh, it, it probably is the best, and that's not even a compliment to Florida State. I mean, Florida State is solid, but not uh, they're not world-beating by any means. So mm. uh, I'll, I'm not going to buy Miami having a chance to beat Florida State until I see Miami beat Florida State, if that makes sense. But it's just it, it seems like for what, schematically or whatever else, they're, they always seem to have Miami's number. This game is in Tallahassee? No. I, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, I said Miami. It's Yes, it's in Tallahassee. Okay. Correct. Yeah. yeah, 8 o'clock kickoff. Um and yeah, they're nine and a half point favorites, but hmm. um, well, but yeah, I mean, so I don't know what I was saying that. Yeah, Miami, of course, Cook is is from Miami Central High. He's not playing down there. He's he really is high. a difference maker, though. Like he's even better than I thought when I see he's him really play. Good. Um, yeah. So that might matter, actually. You know, normally I feel like running backs sometimes get sort of over, you know, overrated unless they're super good. But I think that's the case with him. Yes, yeah. in terms of their importance. I mean, but I think that's the case with him. Yeah, I mean, last year's Miami game down there. You know, that was that weird Florida State team that seemed to really like go down by – I mean, they were down oh, 16. That's right. I forgot like about every that. Every single season, every single game. So that was sort of a weird one. I guess that would be – if there's any help for Miami, it's the fact that they basically competed with a better Florida State team last year. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, going back to – I don't know why I was saying Miami. Going back to Tallahassee um, is 
I don't know. I, it's hard for me to envision Florida State losing to Miami, uh, given that things aren't really changing. Miami's not getting better than Florida State. They're not getting more talent than Florida State. The coaches are the same, mm-hmm. at least for this year. We'll see how long Big Al stays around. Maybe but. they'll f- bring that plane that they keep harassing him with. And f- that they bring. Keep Al Golden. Well, there was a good one. I guess the Miami, some Miami people sent to Cincinnati that said uh, – just a banner flying that said like we flew 1192 miles to to say that we still want Al fired or something like that. Like yeah. they're on his ass now. Yeah. I mean they're on him. Yeah. Sar- Steve Sarkeesian might have a similar plane following yeah. him around. No kidding. So, After that loss of Washington. Oh my uh, goodness, last night. Yeah. I I, I think Al Gold. I mean, you just can't go six and six. No, you know, not that's forever. The problem. Um, you got to do something, especially with the way you should be able to recruit down there. So. Um, I, my guess would be if they ever got rid of Big Al, I bet Mario Cristobal is probably going to be one of their top choices. The guy, offensive line coach at Alabama, played at Miami, recruits Miami for Alabama, mm. and was, of course, the head coach at Florida International, mm-hmm. and then, like, inexplicably got fired. He had, like, taken them to where they were, like, really good. And, they made a bowl game, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, like, they were totally respectable, not like they are now, or right. terrible. And uh, they fire him. I mean, the guy's from Miami. I mean, like, what were they going to get that's any better now? Nobody knows who the coach is, and they're terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, And he's been a fantastic recruiter for Alabama, Cristobal has. So it, I would think he would be one of the first guys Miami may call. I've spent less than – I can thankfully say I spend less than five minutes a year thinking about Miami Hurricanes football now, and it's been that way for years. But I have seen stuff out there like, go after Chip Kelly. Go after yeah. Yeah. John Gruden. John go Gruden. after Butch Jones again. I'm like, why would – anyway. Everybody's going after John Gruden. Um, at least the fan base. Is like, this just because he's on those BW or those Hooters commercials yeah. or something? Like, I don't. I don't know. I mean, he's yeah. never even coached in college. Like, he's why are we so sure that he's so great? He's turned down all these NFL jobs and college coaching jobs. But uh, yes, Missouri or Kansas, that's where he's going to go. Yeah, that's where he's going to bite the bullet. Tennessee I mean, gets excited about him every time because right. like either he's from there or his wife's from there or something like yeah. that. So every time they get you know kind of yeah, testy. So, so in about two years, they'll be able to do that again. Let's just bullet. hope that he, if he ever, but especially Chip Kelly, like he, I can just see. Freaking Chip Kelly landing in the damn SEC East. It's like anywhere but here. Please, please, no. Just not, no, no. Go back west or something. So, Don't. should, if you're a opposing SEC East fan, would you like Georgia to keep or replace Mark Richt? I think Mark Richt is a good coach. Like, I actually was thinking, I was listening to some some sort of podcast uh, the other day, and I and they mentioned, and I think they're right, like, They've gotten really unlucky with certain things. Like, I mean, they just as easily could have beat Alabama in that title game a few years ago where the clock, like, yeah, ran out. Yeah. I mean, that could have won that game and gone I mean, to the title. It probably won the title, beat Notre Dame. I think they had – who did they have? Like, uh, DJ Shockley or something got, like, broken – or, uh, like, was out a few weeks when they were one of their best teams in 05 and they managed to drop a game. Might have been to us. I don't even remember. Um I, they've and then there was another one like in their in his second year like I think Mark Rick is a really is really good and I think he's just been really unlucky that he hasn't won the big one so I I, I deep down as a Gator like I'd love them to like get testy and jettison him because I think there's a better chance they'd go down than up uh, you know you start throwing names like Chip Kelly in there I might have a second thought well that's but, the only thing is like Georgia's such a high profile program and they would get they somebody would get good anybody. they get somebody good yeah. sure but they could also land on Charlie Strong or Middle Muschamp or something like that yeah. so you never know I don't know in my opinion I'm not in that situation but I think I, I, I want them to keep them and that's not an 
it's sort of what you said. I think he's a good. It's coach, not easy. I mean, I could. Yeah. If he wants to continue to lose one game, he shouldn't every year for fifteen years. Then yeah, you know, it's, it, versus them, you know, becoming a national power and then that having to run through that. In the SEC. Yeah, I just think they've been sort of they've been closer to actually getting over that that than people remember sometimes. And sure, at some point you say it's not just luck, but I kind I don't know if you you could you could make an argument the other way that says yeah, I'd want him to keep him because sure we you know. He doesn't. He's not Nick Saban. That hasn't come off that way. So well, they looked good last week. Oh my uh, gosh! Could you imagine paying for you know hundreds of dollars for those tickets to sit in the rain to watch your boys get absolutely annihilated like yeah. that? That was full domination. <laughs> it was um, hysterical. I, I'm telling you, I've never get the pleasure of cheering for Alabama. But like I told you last week, this is one game where I was, and it was like, oh God, this is fun and easy. I should try this more often. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Man, it's one of those. I mean, the special teams touchdowns. They were just a better team. I mean, who would have thought? It was, it, I, I guess Nick Saban probably played our podcast when I said Alabama might be done. I might have had uh, an. I was in New Orleans. I might have had an Abita at this point. But I remember cackling him maniacally when they tried the backup quarterback and his first throw made look like a, you know, would have made a Peyton Manning pass look like a laser beam and was just sort of like gently grabbed out of the air and returned for six. That was, I cackled. Yeah. That was great in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, they, yeah, so Alabama, uh, all of a sudden, now with Ole Miss, you know, that, that shifts everything in the West as well. Of course, LSU looks like uh, the team to beat right now, but all of a sudden Ole Miss takes a loss. Alabama wins at Georgia in a convincing fashion. They get Arkansas at home this week. They're 17-point favorites. But what about um, this whiplash here, though? Like where last week we were talking about they're different. Yeah. Alabama might be done. And now we're talking about being favorites. Yeah, of course it is because Ole Miss is better than that. Alabama's not as good as they looked last week. It's definitely in the middle of that. Well, and also they got like the best game they've gotten from Jake Coker or any of their quarterbacks by far. So – I don't know. I mean, there's going to be some return to the mean at some point with Coker, who's not going to play as well. And, you know, look, they get Arkansas this week. They're not going to have any problems with them, but they still have to play LSU at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, that'll be a test for sure. Uh, that was obviously their toughest SEC East road game. I mean, they're, that was their SEC East test So because um, they get Tennessee at home. Uh, later this year, and I don't think that's going to be much of a problem. So, yeah, I mean, you look down their schedule and you say all of a sudden oh, maybe they can be a one-loss team mm-hmm. against going against perhaps an undefeated LSU, mm-hmm. um, which will be a huge game, of course, that first week in November. So The full, you know, the um, the, the fun thing is to, like, be in the race. And that's what I mean with Florida, too. It's like – and that's why winning the game last week was great because, like, even if the Gators lose the next two weeks – um, Missouri and LSU, we'd have two losses, and we'd still like probably control our own fate for the East, assuming Mizzou gets dinged some more, as you would expect when they have to play A and M and at Georgia and that sort of stuff. Did they? Did they lose um, to Kentucky? And they already yeah. lost to Kentucky, yeah. exactly. So, like, Gators can lose the next two weeks and still basically control their East fate on Halloween in Jacksonville. And the fact that the darn thing is, even if they win the games, they probably still have to win on Halloween right. in Jacksonville. So right. it, that's just fun. It's just fun to like. You know, to compete for things again, and then the product on the field is so much more fun. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. So anyway, that's a that was great. And yeah, who would have thought um, the, those extreme margins in yeah. those games? That was wacky. Yeah, I mean, and then Notre Dame Clemson. I, I was mm. joking on Twitter at, that night about how how a team can um, win a game like that and still not be impressive. You know, so it's like everybody is lauding Clemson for this big win, and I'm like. Man, uh, they went up twenty-one three. They look. I I would have agreed the first two quarters, but they looked terrible. Uh, the last two quarters, the game management at the end was horrific. 
to me, uh, you know, just in terms of play calling. I mean, I love the I love the get pinned inside your own five complete surrender punt to the thirty six. I mean, like you don't want to go ahead and chuck it one time and, and win the game, or do you or you want to punt from in from inside your own end zone? So that always to me that always bothers me when it's like the play calling gets a little too conservative. Knowing, I get it. You know, you don't want to take any chances that. But yeah. who cares? What's the difference between yeah. if you throw an interception at the nineteen and you punt it to him at the thirty-six? I agree. Uh, what difference when they when they're going to have plenty of time? Some yeah, of you know. some of my favorite coaches that I've always that I liked that I like. Oh, these are smart guys that coach my teams. Always used to throw from that situation, exactly. like Just from their own two like or three or whatever. You need a first down, and they usually right. did it on first down. Yeah. Actually, to try to like, surprise them and get out right. of the hole fast to get a little room, like. Mike Shanahan always used to do that, or Ramire used to do that, even though the Gators ran this. Like, they always, you could count them to throw right away. And, yeah, to me, that's the sign of a dum-dum is when you, like, run it into the stack three times from your own three because yeah. I just don't think it works out in terms of expected points or whatever. Well, and not only that, and I get it. It's like we talked about with, you know, NFL coaches punting on fourth and six inches. Oh. It's the same idea is if you throw three times and it doesn't work, then they're going to say, oh, look how much time you left them to go score, when in reality – whether you left them 51 seconds or a minute and 10 wasn't probably going to be the difference in the college game. Where especially, you're getting especially in college where you, get yeah. free, where you right. can really march down the field in college in like 45 seconds with no timeouts. You can go 80 yards with no timeouts if you throw it down the field. Yeah, um, yeah no, I'm with you there. And you, uh, we talked about this actually before, but like it's a simple concept, but I think you really should just always do what the other team doesn't want you to do. And if you like trot out the punter on fourth and a foot, and the other team's going, "Oh, thank God!" Right. Then you're doing the wrong thing. Right. Just like, you hey, know? would you like to run into the stack three times? <laughs> yes, I'd love. Uh, yeah, please. Yes, I would like you to do. We're going to put eight guys up here expecting that, and <laughs> thank you. You know. So anyway, I I still think Clemson's got a loss in them somewhere. Is it the FSU game though? Uh, I don't know. As of today, it, now, who remember, do you think would win the game? Now remember, with Clemson, anybody's in play. Well, the uh, people it, say that, but then someone showed me that they haven't really done that for a while. So maybe they... I think the thing you need to look at, though, is how many losses they have to double-digit underdogs. Well, That's I believe you, you know. but has so, it been recent? I, 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 I don't know exactly what stat you were looking at, obviously, but I've seen that where they try to defuse Clemsoning or whatever, and mm. it's like, oh, well, look, against these teams, it's this record, and it's really impressive. Mm-hmm. But the one that I can't get over, and I don't know it off the top of my head, but I've seen it, is it's something like their how many losses they have against double-digit underdogs the last five years. You know, so in other words, fine, you're beating teams that you should beat. That's well. So to me, it's like congratulations. That's why you've won ten and eleven games right. every year because you're beating teams that you should beat. Right. So no, it doesn't. You don't lose to top twenty-five teams every time you play them because you beat seven and five. Yeah. Or eight and four. So, but look at when you look at who they've lost to, and that is the definition to me. It's not the raw numbers. So I mean, I'm only. I'm only exaggerating and giving them grief saying they could lose anybody. But 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 that sort of illustrates the point. I'm not saying they are going to lose anybody. But, I mean, speaking of a game. They, lose, they, they play at Miami. I mean, this is what they've got coming up. Mm-hmm. Georgia Tech at home, mm-hmm. who's now lost three in a row. Uh, yeah. But you never know with Georgia Tech. That's right. They, I agree know, with that you. offense. Boston College at home. They're who's, awful. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're at But least, they can't score at all. Uh, and at home. I mean, I'm not saying they're going right. to lose that game. But right. I just mean at Miami, at NC State, mm. FSU at home. At South or at Syracuse. Oh, please. Wake Forest at home at South Carolina. 
That's well, I I, there's an outside chance that they, they could lose to Florida State. They, they could, could lose to, to They could beat FSU and still lose two other games. And, and would and I be they shocked still could if they lost this week? I, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost to Georgia Tech at home. No, week. I wouldn't either. I mean, I think they're only seven-point favorites at home to a I, Georgia Tech team that's lost three games in a row. No, I agree. I so. wouldn't be completely shocked, especially because of the style thing. Can I ask, do you know what happens to, uh, to, the, to the people with the tickets for the LSU-South Carolina game? I don't know. Isn't that weird? I mean, I understand what they're doing. It's not totally unprecedented, but it's like, uh, yikes. Uh, oh, well. How do you handle that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I suspect, I would think you just have to refund the tickets to everybody you know, at South Carolina. I think you have to, like, give them a partial refund for their part of their season tickets or whatever. I don't really think you have any choice. And also, are they going to just let anybody walk into the game? Like, any LSU fans is, like, free? Is that how this works? Like. I- I don't know. I guess uh, someone will answer that tomorrow. But um, I know. I'm, I'm curious. It's sort of unfair. Like in a way, for South Carolina, you ought to just like, you know, not allow that many fans or something. But I don't think that's going to be the answer. <laughs> I have a feeling that's not the answer. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Mm-hmm. I was looking to see while you were talking to see if we that would actually that. that would actually be a much more interesting thing and a much more like heated political type of thing if South Carolina didn't totally suck. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> right. If they were like good, yeah. that doesn't mean they couldn't beat the Gators when Connor Mitch comes back in five weeks. I'm, I'm hedging myself emotionally there, but like, yeah, for now, like, I don't. Know. And like, where else are you going to do it? I mean, Clemson's not going to let you do it. Well, so. there was talk about doing it like in Charlotte, like at yeah. Bank of America. Yeah. Why don't they just do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like you said, you wonder how much this would change if they were undefeated. Exactly. This game, like right. they probably would have made that happen, but they're already t- they already get three losses and they're terrible. So uh, I'm sure you want to get to some picks of the week. Can I ask you a hypothetical that okay. about your about because it's this time of year, so I know everyone wants to hear you talk about baseball. Oh yeah. Thank God. I do love this wild card stuff too, too the one game stuff. I actually yeah. think it's it's good because yeah. it penalizes you a bit for not winning your division to have to sweat yeah. the gamut. Anyway, well, I have a friend of a friend. This is totally true. This is not okay. not nobody you know, and I don't even know him, but uh, he made a hundred dollar prop bet on the Texas Rangers when they were in last place mm-hmm. to win their division, which they did, and the payoff was a hundred to one. Mm-hmm. So he won ten thousand dollars. He also made a second prop bet for the Texas Rangers at three hundred to one to win the World Series. So that's a potential thirty thousand dollar payoff. Now you can start hedging and like betting against the Rangers right. in individual series even now. Of right. course, they won the first game yesterday, but lost an important player. Like, what would you do? Would you like start trying to back off to guarantee a little bit of like the you know a two? But you, you can't hedge too much, or you'd have to hedge for three series in a row. Right. I would think I would probably ramp it up. I mean, like I think this series thing because I guess you'd have to look at it as if they lose the first series, you didn't have a chance to win anyway. If that makes sense. Yeah. So like you can't. So to me, I would be like, all right. So if there's thirty thousand payoff. What was Toronto to win the series? Probably minus two hundred. It wasn't that bad, like but it was like one fifty or sixty or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's like maybe a thousand on that. Yeah. You know, but if you already had ten, if you already had ten grand in the bank from the other thing, then you might just say the heck with it and not even and just sweat the first round and hope. Right. You know. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. Like minimal. Be- because if, yeah, because if you start hedging against them in the first round, you've literally eaten yeah, away if, fifteen or eighteen grand of your potential thirty. No, grand but if you did a thousand, if you did a yeah. thousand to win the series, sure. You know, then so you. You're down down fifteen hundred. Oh, I'm with you. 30, oh, yeah, that that yeah. that's right. That would be a pretty small hedge, but yeah, he might yeah. do something like that. And I just then, wondered what you thought about that yeah. potential. Um, I wonder what they are right now. 
Especially after winning the game, yeah. but I guess I don't to win it, the World Series. Oh, think. right, exactly. Like um, six to one. What well, the one. easier thing would be if you had some sort of like British style uh, betting where like everything was on the table and available. Yeah. Can you bet against individual teams to win the series, and can you lay like minus a thousand on the Rangers not winning? You know, well, that would be something. Well, exactly. That's the other thing is you, if you didn't do it to start the series up one zero. Yep. You know now you would yep. get. Plus, you'd probably be plus money with Toronto. I know nothing about Adrian Beltre or how important he is, but I got the impression he was very important. Yeah. And so, uh, like, maybe losing him versus winning the game isn't even that big of a change. There. Honestly, if you were going to hedge it and you didn't already, right now would be the, fir- the perfect time to do so mm. because mm. they're up 1-0 and with an injury issue and all that. You're right. You're right. Okay, there was that hypothetical is out the window. All right, so you ready for some uh, winners? Sure. So we can do that. that. That's 10-10. and 10. We'll get, get it started. Okay, you go first. All right, give me the fighting Bulldogs in Mississippi State laying 30 and a half for Troy. Oh, wow. You must know so a lot about Troy. Troy's horrible. <laughs> I figured that's they, what you knew. They lost to South Alabama at home. Okay. And this is a traditional, this is a SEC West tradition. For, <laughs> Unlike any other. For Mississippi State to get to six wins is to crush one of these, one or, one or two of these games. I bet if we looked at their schedule the last five years, they have some middle-of-the-season non-con home win by 37 pretty much every season. It feels so. like Murray State. It feels yeah. like it had to be. Yeah. So it was 30 and a half was the number. And a half. Yeah. All right, we got you down so for that. Mississippi State at home, 30 okay. and a half. Speaking of a tradition like any other, I'll make this 20 seconds, I promise. I was watching the President's Cup in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep, and Jordan Spieth had a 15-foot downhill putt that he – and this, I like this guy more and more because he's nice, he's humble, he's soft-spoken, he's a sweet guy, it seems like. But he missed this putt by a good 18 inches from 15 feet. And immediately upon contact, he said, oh, great putt, Jordan. That was freaking sweet. And you could pick it up on the mic. And I was like, oh, my God, I love him even more. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. Because it sounds like you out there. It does. It's just like me, except for the part where he makes them sometimes. All right, give me – man, I'm an idiot. Man, I'm an idiot. Give me Arkansas in oh, 16 Ooh, and a half. No thanks. I just, I just don't. Because last week Alabama's not going to look that good two weeks in a row. They've actually played worse at home than the road. The game might be slow because they might both run the ball and they might have only 60 plays apiece. I don't know that you have a, you know, the game was close last year, I know. But I don't know that right. you have much incentive to crush them if you're Alabama. Maybe you do because you don't like Brett and I don't right. understand and that. And they won 14-13 last year. So right. I remember that. And, I get, but they won. I mean, it's not like they lost. And I, that the not playing as well at home thing is a little bit of an outlier because the year I covered them last year, they beat Texas A&M 59-0. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, they I were forgot about crushing that. people. I they forgot were, about that. They were straight crushing people at home and then not playing as well. It's mostly about last week being just so extreme that yeah. I've got to go back the other way. Yeah. And I, at the end of the day, it's a lot of points in an SEC it, division game. If it was 17 and a half, I'd like it more. But, yeah. oh, well. I mean, yeah. But the last time I – okay. Just I'm put me down better already. Thank um, you. Thank you. All right. Give me uh, – I've picked against them pretty much all year. But go ahead and give me – uh, the fighting uh, Irish. Everybody's fighting, but they really are. Uh, yeah. Um, minus 14 at home against Navy. little bounce-back spot. Navy used to give them fits, but I think recent in recent seasons they haven't. Mm-hmm. As much. Remember, I mean, I mean, Navy was beating them, of course, mm-hmm. uh, a couple times. I actually I was like, I was at the game the Navy won up there. Uh, nice. Yes, yeah. it was quite, so, quite exciting. So uh, give me Notre Dame laying the two touchdowns, mm-hmm. showed a little fight at the end of the game – Given all their injuries and stuff, I don't see this as like 
they're disappointed that they lost the game because they thought they were going to win the national title. Like, I don't know that they were that good. So, I agree. You know, I, I'm not looking for a hangover, the negative hangover aspect for Notre Dame. Give me the, give me the Irish. My second pick was Navy, plus 14. Uh, you, <laughs> because, you, right. I, I guess, maybe a little bit slower. They, I don't think, I just don't think they need to pound them. I think Navy's good. I watched them again last week. Um, I, I don't know. I That's just, our first blind face off. It, it is. It is. So I like your good. chance because I'm nine and eleven, folks. By the way, I lost all three of my college games last week. Ole Miss is an emotional hedge. Arizona got cream puffed by uh, who do they play? Just they just got smashed by uh, Stanford. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and who else did I? Ha- oh yeah, Michigan State. How yeah. the heck did that happen? Twenty one nothing. Twenty one nothing in the first quarter. Like twenty one like, final. Counting the money. Like what are the chances that would come back to to be a End of the game. Anyway, yeah, that's our first blind face-off of the year. All right. So, who's your third? College. Third, uh, talk about a scary one. This would be like your my version of your Arkansas, but I have no explanation for why I'm taking this other than just to blindly do it. That's not how I felt about Arkansas. I think they're great. Uh, okay. Give me the fighting Longhorns plus 17 in the Red I River thought Shore. about that because it makes no sense, which no is sense. why it's got to happen. You're right. No sense. Texas would have lost to... Navarre probably last week uh, in that TCU game they were down thirty to nothing in eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, no doubt, da- I mean they're terrible, but this game never makes sense. And what'll either there's going to be one of two things that will happen. This game will either go down to the final second, or Oklahoma's going to win by ninety. I, I don't know which one, but I guess I'm sort of betting on the uh, on Texas out of nowhere with it making no sense. You know, do they have any life in them or not? That's what we'll find out, I guess, by about the end of the first quarter if they can even try to compete. I don't think. Look, Oklahoma looked good against West Virginia. I don't think they're that good. No. Um, But Texas is terrible. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. Crazy stuff happens in this game, this early game in Dallas. I don't know. It feels like this game is an enormous blowout nine times out of ten, but it's not always the direction you expect either, which is odd. Um, what about the tweeting? Like the Texas people, yeah. like why do you have transfer? why do you have your phone at halftime? What, it's not even why do you have your phone. It's obviously in your locker, and you're sitting in your locker. But it's more than that. It's like how do you have the ability with like coaches around you and stuff to actually take out your your phone, phone and right? Be like messing around. With I mean, you. I stand cool in, with it? and because there's like 12 coaches too. Like yeah. I stand in front of class with like 50 people in there, and it bothers the, the, it knows. bothers me, and I can see people yeah. with that stuff. You know, it's weird. Um, right. All right, well, stick. Do you know you can get like fried Oreos at uh, eight a.m. Yeah. at the the uh, the Cotton Bowl? This line makes no sense to me. I'm biased, I know, but Texas Tech at home is only laying ten to Iowa State. Oh boy, how is that possible? Remember that emotional head loss you took last week? Well, this would not be that, but not this would be like one one thousandth of that for emotional meaning, but like. That makes no sense to me. Like I've I, that Texas Tech team could have beat TCU two, two weeks ago. Iowa State has gotten crunched in every like road game against a reasonable team for five years. I mean, and it's like thirty-five. Not this is ten. Yeah. If Iowa and State Texas Tech coming off a loss, yes. coming back home. If yeah. Iowa State covers this, then I'd be happy and more power to them. But no, no freaking way. Unless okay. I like misread the game and it's in Ames, and even then I still wouldn't mind laying ten. Right. So give All me right. that. All right, so there your college. All right, following in the Texas strain, I picked two NFL games that uh, make no sense. We might have one together, though. All right, give me, for better or worse, give me the fighting Tennessee Titans oh. plus two and a half at home <laughs> against Buffalo. What does that have to do with Texas? Now, I'm saying that makes no sense. Oh. So I'm going to go ahead and take it. I okay. mean, the logic. 
Um, so give me give me the fight in Tennessee Titans plus two and a half. Of course, I'd way rather have the three, but. I think we're starting to realize that maybe Buffalo's not that good. Mm-hmm. And as I said after week one, I mean, Tyrod Taylor's had his moments, and of course Miami's made everybody look good. But I think maybe perhaps he, they're not that good. Now LaShawn McCoy's out. That right. makes him – that makes Tyrod Taylor even less dangerous because you don't really have that big running threat. Remember, they traded Fred Jackson. Oh, so yeah. they don't have C.J. Spiller. So now all of a sudden the run game's pretty pedestrian. And, and I don't know – and out of, in the NFL, you take home underdogs. And so I, take, out of pure desperation, I picked up Carlos Williams in both leagues, and he immediately became my fourth concussion on my roster simultaneously nice. in your Yahoo League. That was amazing. So, yeah. so okay, good for you. All right. Um, I agree it makes no sense, but either team could win that game by yeah. three touchdowns, and it wouldn't be shocking. Give me, you know, and if I lose this one, hats off. No biggie. Give me the Pats laying eight and a half at Dallas. Dallas usually plays worse at home than the road. The Pats are off a bye. Yeah. They're curb stomping people and enjoying it. I mean, I just saw Brandon Whedon with my own eyes last week. I actually think Dallas plays hard. I don't. They got some talent in some places. Sean Lee got a concussion. Is he even going to be back yeah. for this game? Like, I'm. I'm. I mean, Dallas, if, if they can survive some of these games until they get Romo back and, and Dez back, that might be one thing, but, but this ain't going to be the one, I don't think. If they cover, then they cover, but I wouldn't feel bad about losing if I bet the right. Pats. So give me the Pats laying eight and a half. Eight and a half, all right. It's a lot in the NFL especially, but I don't know. All right, last pick and before we get out of here. Give me – I was sort of surprised by this line. This is sort of just like last week where I said the Giants had no business – I mean, why is Buffalo laying six or five and a half points to the Giants, who are probably the best team in the East? Mm, but you won. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the same strain, I was just surprised to see Washington is getting seven and a half at Atlanta. I mean, Washington has been competitive – Mm-hmm. If nothing else, and, and winning games that they shouldn't have. I mean, mm-hmm. they haven't been blown out. I, I think mean, just they, since they just look ugly is why, I think. It, it, well, and they have Kirk Cousins, and nobody really likes him. But they and, won yeah, last and week. They're, but their defense is solid. And, again, it goes back to sort of the NFL policy. You, you're going to give me more than a touchdown? I'm not sure. I mean, I know Atlanta has played well. I'm not sure how good Atlanta is. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the win against Philly is the most impressive, but Philly wasn't playing very well at that time. The Giants, in retrospect, too, the Giants yeah. looked better, but I think the Giants were a little bit in their own heads back in Week 2 still. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. And they should have I mean, lost what, that game. If you're saying Atlanta's one of the five best teams in the NFL, like what, are, what leg do you stand on? I mean, like the Philly win at home on a Thursday. Wasn't that a Thursday night? No, it was, was Sunday night, no, the first week oh, yeah. of the season. Yeah. But, no, it was Philly. Monday night when they played two Monday games. That's what it was. Yeah. I knew it was like an awkward thing. I didn't know if it was Thursday. So, so Monday, you beat them at home on a Monday night, week one, and we then Philly continued to play terrible after that. Now maybe they're riding a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I mean, who's who's the best one at Dallas against Brandon Whedon? I mean, so I don't know. I'm not saying that. Clearly, Atlanta's a better team, and it's at home. Yeah, but, but seven and a half. A you talked me into that. I, if I had to pick that game, I probably would have taken Washington even before you told me all that. And uh, but now I would even more. So I think you're right. Are you just excited? You're just trying to sneak the Saints back within two games or oh two God. games of Atlanta when they play next Thursday. I just want a top five NFL draft. I, I just want a top <laughs> five pick. Get a shot at Kim D. I don't know. I was at that Saints Cowboys game last weekend, and I wore a Cowboys jersey to support our. I saw that. I brought a Justin. Just I don't give him, but just to support him. And I and wearing that cowboy jersey, I had a lot of individuals ask me whom I thought might beat 
the New Orleans Football Club. Yeah. 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 Lots of people ask me that. In more of a slang fashion? Sort of loudly and sort of in my face, actually. I wonder what ever came over them. Give me for my last one. This one is a hedge, but I couldn't find a better pick on the board. And, uh, God, they hate us and they really want to get us. Hey, give me the Raiders against my Broncos, plus four and a half. Special hedge? Yeah, Mark. sort of, but I don't – I mean, I honest to God, didn't, couldn't find another NFL game I cared for all yeah. that much. Yeah. And um, four and a half, eh. Uh, the, the, the Raiders threw a clunker in there last week, so I sort of feel like they might be you know ticked off and bouncing back. They played a lot better at home. Um, they're, yeah, they're, they're Yeah, and they just – I don't know. I they got weapons. I Denver. Sh- this should be a better matchup for the Broncos, actually. But um, I don't know. Give me the emotional hedge, Raiders plus four. All and right, a half. there you go. Ten winners. Well, actually, nine winners since we have one against each other. Uh, oh right. Who the ninth is going to be? <laughs> so well, yeah. I need that one to pull because yeah. Otherwise, that's you're, a double dip. Yeah, right? I'm, that's a double dip. I'll fall further behind. All right, Kriegers. Thanks. Uh, yes, thanks sir. For uh, all, all your Florida knowledge, mm-hmm. we really appreciate you supplementing that here on the podcast. I'll be okay if they win. I hope that we were. I hope we. It's a, I almost picked Missouri only because the the classic. Huge win at home, hangover effect at Missouri, but Missouri's got their own problems. And I mean, so. you never know, you know, because you could end up being wrong about the ramifications five weeks from now. Yeah. But it it seems like on paper it's a game that doesn't necessarily have that all that much impact for us. But again, you got to be careful saying that. And of course, I want to win just to win. So let's wear the orange pants. Come on, orange pants. Uh, we'll see. Orange uh, pants. You talking about us or Florida? <laughs> no, maybe I'll wear the orange pants if they'll wear the orange pants. Right. Sure. All right, that's it. Thanks so much to Hill Kelly Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram for sponsoring the podcast, and we will talk with you next week.